This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. On Twitter, this guy is at uh, NeutralZoneBR. That's his handle. I'm at AMI Kelly Mac. And, of course, you can follow AMI Audio to see what's happening from segment to segment at AMI Audio over there on the machine, big old machine Twitter. We won't even get into the multiple discussions we could have about Twitter today. Feedback at AMI.ca if you want to send an email to the gang in communications and marketing. Maybe you've got some questions about Accessible Media Inc., AMI-TV, AMI-Tele, or AMI-Audio. Feedback at AMI.ca. And, of course, we always love to hear your voice. Give us a call, 1-866-509-4545. Love to hear from you. 1-866-509-4545. Mention to us that it's okay to use your message on air. If we can, we shall. Otherwise, we certainly won't. In case you just want to comment or, or make a suggestion, you can do it that way. Uh, mention that it is for Kelly and Company. Brock Richardson, that's that guy over there in Kitchener, Ontario. I'm at the home studio in London, Ontario. And out in BC, we'd like to welcome in to talk lifestyle with us today is reporter Grant Hardy. Grant, welcome back to the show. Howdy doody. Oh, hello, Kelly and Brock. You know what? I still want to give that show number a call and leave you guys a message. Just haven't decided whether I'm going to give you permission to air my message, though. I want to know <laughs> if you called, would you change your voice? Ooh, that's I, I, my. Do you know what? I have the voice recognition set up on my <laughs> voice assistants, and whenever whenever I change my voice, it still recognizes that I'm the same person. So I don't feel like I could fool anyone. Wow. Would you change your voice, Brock, if you called uh, like the the one eight six six five one nine four five number four five? <laughs> would you Would you change your voice? No, I I have left messages for you guys, and again, I would be I would be that one that's like, come on, you're not pulling nothing over anyone. We know exactly who you are. So if I call, I'm just me, myself, and I. Because, so so even uh, if you were whining and complaining about something, no, I'd probably just get someone else to call. Oh, okay. And, oh, see, that's even smarter. Right? <laughs> smart. That's really smart. I like it. <laughs> he was quicker on that one than, than you and I. I can, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I got somebody like Tim or somebody to call. Uh, Grant, <laughs> where are oh, you starting right. today, sir? Okay, we are starting with some tips from award-winning journalist, radio host, speaker, and best-selling author Celeste Headley on four things Never to do if you want to make a good first impression. Number one, you never focus on yourself, she says. One of the most common mistakes is rushing to talk about ourselves. She says that's understandable because we want to impress the other person. So we throw out lines about our accomplishments, interests, and experiences. But this can backfire. For example, if you don't pay attention and suddenly you're mispronouncing the name of the person you're talking to, or you're asking a question that was already answered. She says the best communicators make it a point to hear what the other party is saying and engage with them rather than focusing all the attention on themselves. Mm. Uh, mm. That's interesting yeah. because I think of people, Grant, who, you know, they, hi, Grant, how are you? Oh, I'm having a good day. I went out for lunch and I went out for lunch too, Grant. And they take the ball back and they're gone about themselves. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um. Interestingly, the next tip kind of goes in tandem with this one, but she says, never try to be 
funny without context. Until you really get to know someone, it's impossible to predict whether your joke will inspire laughter or simply fall flat. Ooh. Now, this doesn't mean you shouldn't try to be funny. Uh, humor can be a great tool for easing tension or getting rid of awkwardness, but the key is to use positive humor, not negative. So she describes positive humor as lifting each other up, laughing with others, gently creating a safe, comfortable, and vulnerable space, is gentle-spirited and humble, and integrating the listener with itself and others, whereas negative humor puts the other person down, laughs at the expense of others, humiliates, discounts, or ridicules, deals in stereotypes. You know what's really interesting about this is, um, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but, you know, sometimes having a disability... I'm sorry? Oh, no, go ahead, sir. Oh, um... Sorry, I just heard a little blip in my audio. Um, sometimes having a disability, I try and use um, humor to put the person at ease. I'll say something like, well, I'm not going to bother making any bad jokes, but sometimes <laughs> they kind of play on disability-related stereotypes. And sometimes that can really backfire because it actually t makes the person uncomfortable rather than uncomfortable. So I've I've actually kind of learned... Um, to keep humor very light and just positive and non-stereotypical at the be at the beginning. I don't know what you guys think. Well, it's a, I'm going to let you pick this up here, Brock. If I just want to slide in, for example, a moment ago I made the the reference with Twitter and the Elon Musk thing. And if you do that with somebody you don't kind of know, you don't know their stance, it could very much make a conversation. And this is the way I take it: go away to where they stop saying. Well, what do you mean by that? Whether they know about Elon Musk, Twitter, whether they're an Elon Musk fan, and maybe I'm saying something. If you don't have that knowledge of their their sense of humor, their sensitivity, uh, you know, it, you either maybe going over their head, going in an area they don't know or or don't like, and you don't have the the, the information to say is that kind of a thing. It's better to to joke about something that is that is positive. I totally get that, Brock. Yeah, it it is because you can get into some some real trouble when you think, well, I'm just kidding. And, you know, the common phrase we, we, we all use as soon as somebody, you know, gets up their, their defense mechanism is I was just teasing or I was just kidding. Mm. But in the moment, you don't always know. And for me, like the challenge is using humor over, over a text message. Like that is <laughs> the, the hardest place to use humor. You can put all kinds of smiley faces, all kinds of whatever, but the emotion is just not there. So staying positive is probably the best thing for you because you just never know, especially if it's somebody, as you point out, that you really don't know or you may not know them as well as you think you know them. Yeah, that's. I think that's the idea. And I, I think a lot of us are guilty of this too, and this kind of goes along with... Uh, the first tip as well is a, lo a lot of us tend to make, uh, I think, self-deprecating humor when we're nervous too, talking about our own sort of maybe issues with our like body image and joking about it or whatever. But I don't know, maybe that can kind of bring up other people's issues as well. So maybe it's best left until you know the person better. Um, her other two tips are basically to uh, never go in networking without prepping first, especially if it's really important. I've 
done that just enough times to know that it is a big mistake and also to never expect the worst. It's easy to overlook the potential uh, upsides and instead obsess over all the things that could go wrong. Meeting people for the first time can be a little awkward and you might make mistakes, but that's okay. You don't have to expect a perfect performance. So all in all, I think these are some uh, solid tips that honestly could be used in our line of work, but also just for those, uh, I was going to say barbecues, I guess barbecue season is over, those uh, those social occasions. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, let's see here, guys. We got time for one more? Oh, gosh, yeah. We'll slip another in. We'll make time. Okay. Let's see if we got anything in my back pocket here. Okay, something's coming out. So Canadians could actually maybe, maybe, maybe be paying less for a cell phone plan in the near future in a Mm. long-awaited decision. The country's telecom regulator has approved the terms and conditions for a policy that will give Canadians more options when it comes to cell phone providers The Canadian Radio Telecommunications Commission, CRTC, confirmed the details of the mobile virtual network operator, MVNO, in a news release on Wednesday. This is a little bit of jargon, but this is what this means. It basically opens the door for more companies, particularly smaller regional wireless providers in rural areas, to have access to the cellular networks of Canada's telecom giants like Bell, Rogers, and TELUS, minimizing the monopoly these major providers have will hopefully increase competition and therefore lower prices in the cell phone space. According to the commission, this will help provide more affordable options to millions of Canadians while increasing competition. So in the U.S., you are probably aware, like they have just a ton of providers like Mint Mobile and Ting and Virgin, yeah. I think, and a ton. And you wonder, like, are there really this many net, like actual towers up there? And they're not, because what these companies are able to do is purchase in bulk from like AT&T and Verizon and then resell that to consumers. And we've never really been able to do that in Canada. And now it seems like maybe we're going to loosen up a little bit and expect those bigger providers to negotiate in good faith and provide those services, at least in smaller areas for now. Well, we know we pay more than anyone else in the world. Uh, and, and that's what's really so frightening. So many people visit Canada and say, you pay what? Oh my, <laughs> I couldn't afford to have a phone here. And in so many places in the world, that's all people have. Not by choice. It works better for their system to just have cell phones. And I know a lot of people will say, well, the Americans, it's a bigger population. China, um, you know, in India, the different provide you, you can have competition in that sense, or you can you can afford to sell it at, at an affordable cost. We can't. We always come up with that excuse in Canada and hide behind population, hide behind how we pay people and their amount of money. And so we have to keep the prices high so we can pay our staff. I, I don't know, Brock, do you see this really happening, having an effect? Do you, I mean, we all welcome it. And I don't mean, oh gosh, it's great. They've cut it down by a dollar and a half. Yeah, mm. no, it, it's funny we're having this conversation because 
I was literally in a mall recently and I wanted to go. I have had issue with my phone bill being as expensive as it is for a long time. And I went over to a competitor of my phone bill and I said, what can you offer me? And they could offer me a significant amount less. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, as we went through the whole process, they said, oh, as I look further in my system, you're now going to have to pay a bigger down payment because of X, Y, Z. So it's like, well, you just told me the amount was this much. And now as we get digging into it a little deeper, now all of a sudden my down payment has to be bigger, which means that I'm no longer saving money. And so I don't always think that cheaper is always better. I think there are times it is, but in a situation like mine where it's like, oh, you get so excited about this deal and then and then one thing leads to another and then all of a sudden it's like, well, actually, no, it's this instead of that. That's where you can kind of get a little bit deflated, guys, and be like, well, now what am I doing? And you're going to have to go back to Rogers with your tail between your legs and say, well, actually, I tried <laughs> this and now I got to come and back. And they said, so, no, no, we can't <laughs> try. And, and Grant, you're always wondering – is it just a way so you don't have to be fair? You don't have to treat me with that respect because you've got the out clause, whether it's someone's credit, whether it's, you know, oh, well, it's not a, the Tuesday that we're offering this. Sorry, this is a Friday. Get out of here. Um, you get so frustrated because when you stop and say, well, how did it get to this way? How How come... We in this country are doing this when we are a progressive country and we know this is what's going on. And and again, it's that whole fact of, well, we don't have the reason to, to cut it until someone says, cut it. I, I, yeah. I just think... Yeah, I just think that the provider, I just think that the provider from the beginning should let you know of the entire process before they're going to, they're going to say to you at the very end, no, we can't do this because of this reason or that reason. I think they should, when they write down the number, they should be like, this is what's going to happen. Can we go through with this before they get you all excited about here's a new flashy phone and all this and you can almost have it. But then something at the very end makes them pull it out of your hand basically yeah yeah it's definitely the contrast between like the flashy marketing stuff or whatever and the quickly like okay just sign here yeah. on this document at yeah the we end. want like, your business like, not we don't yeah, want to like, find the out clause to keep you from here but like hang on a second let me just review this 10 page document really quickly yeah um, exactly there's, there's, yeah there's I mean, an interesting uh, let me go on the back here and see how I can, um, you know, fix it so you don't get this. Grant, thanks a lot, pal. Wonderful stuff. Have a All great right. weekend. All right. Have a fantastic weekend. Thank you, guys. Grant Hardy joins us on Fridays for Lifestyle. Wednesday for Health Headlines. Coming up next on the program, a screenless smartphone is here. But what does that mean? Brock and I are wondering. We're going to find out. John Beeler joins us from out west as well. We'll see what he's got for us and information on this in two minutes on Kelly and Company. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.